Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Friday the 8th of July. Thank God it's Friday and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing it is general advice only so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing and if you need to of course you can always pause the slideshow here and read our disclaimer in full. But if you're listening to this on a podcast, wherever you are in this wonderful world of ours, whether you're on the bus, the tram, the train, obviously not in Sydney because there are no trains at the moment, but if you are out and about, you can always log on to marcustoday.com.au's website and read our disclaimer there. And of course, you can sign up for a free trial if you're not yet a member and you're listening to this for free. All right, well, overnight we had a pretty good session in the US markets, I have to say. And once again, we have the fears of recession receding and the fears of inflation to some extent receding as we have seen commodity prices fall not only in hards but also softs. So that is emboldening the bulls. Of course, we do have the rubber hitting the road next week in terms of the kickoff in US reporting season. So maybe a little bit of short covering before then. Of course, we've seen the P decline. Maybe we're going to see the E decline, but maybe the E decline is not going to be quite so much. So it may justify some of the PEs that are out there at the moment. So certainly uh, the market is taking a far more optimistic view at the moment. It has been quite heavily oversold. That applies to the Australian market as well. So we are seeing a pretty good bounce starting to happen in US markets. The Dow Jones closed up 1.12%, 347 points. The NASDAQ soaring up 2.28%, 259 points, 11,621. And the S&P 500 was up 1.5% in the middle for diddle. 39.03 there, 58 points. So a good night in US markets. Spy futures showing a promising start up 49 points, 0.75%. And that building on that 53-point rise we saw yesterday. So we do seem to be picking up from those June lows and the everything has to go sale that we saw towards the end of June with the end of financial year approaching. So a positive start in store for us today. VIX index in all this Maelstrom uh, was down at one point or 2.43%. So down to 26, which is, again, we haven't seen the massive valuation of the VIX pick up. and We haven't seen anything like crisis levels in the VIX. It has remained relatively moderate. Uh, and so it's uh, interesting to see that coming off. Also, bear in mind that volumes both here and in the U.S., have been uh, relatively light, especially in the US. It is summer season there, holiday season. And of course, here, of course, we have kicked off the July school holidays as well. So many fund managers out and uh, with their families and also many of the fund managers writing up reports for the end of year as well. So it does tend to concentrate the mind a little bit and take their minds off buying stuff at the moment. But we are seeing that bounce. In commodities, we have got Brent crude up 3.93%. Three dollars ninety-six to one hundred and four sixty-five. So clearly, uh, we're seeing that global growth worry that we saw when the oil tumbled the other day from one hundred and fifteen to under a hundred. Uh, that is starting to dissipate a little bit, and there are hopes that maybe the world will get back on track. Maybe they're forlorn. Maybe they're misplaced. We shall find out. WTI oil was up four dollars twenty, or four point two six percent, one hundred and two dollars and seventy-three. Even the gold price 
Poor old gold price was up 0.18 of a percent, $3.20, 1739.70. If we do see money flow back into equities and we do see money flow out of the US dollar, which has been an, on an absolute tear, not helped, of course, by the ructions in the UK and in Europe as money has flowed across to the safe haven of the US dollar, and then we will see that gold price pick up again. Iron ore up and the Aussie dollar picking up back up above 68, 68.38 now. So that also could start to move higher if we do see commodities uh, push back towards uh, higher ends of their trading range. And of course, if we see the US dollar come off. In terms of metal prices last night, good rebound. Uh, Copper up 4.4%. Dr. Copper, that one is supposedly a barometer of world growth mainly because it's used in a lot of copper wiring for housing, cars, all sorts of things, obviously. So uh, that one is always called Dr. Copper, up 4.4%. Unfortunately, Nurse Nickel was down 1% last night, uh, still at relatively uh, elevated levels compared to it was before the big short squeeze, around $22,000 a tonne. Aluminium up 1.24%, zinc up 3.2%, lead not sinking, uh, up 0.15%, and tonne, up 3.94. Of course, we all know that tin is used in circuit boards instead of lead solder. So that is a, a promising sign, I guess, for demand for those um, technology things. And then we're talking technology. Uh, in terms of um, technology stocks last night, we saw Apple up 2.4%, Meta up 1.4%, Google up 3.7%, Amazon up 0.8%. Uh, sorry, Microsoft up 0.8, Amazon up 1.7, Tesla back with the EV theme up 5.5, Netflix 2.8%, so all going pretty well there. And resource stocks also bouncing back with gusto. We talked yesterday about whether we'd seen the bottom in BHP and IGO in terms of uh, you need to start thinking about the bottom. Well, certainly there were a lot of people thinking about the bottoms in mining stocks overnight. BHP ADRs were up 3.1%, Rio up 3.9%, Freeport McMoran up 6.7%, Alcoa, and we'll get to more of that on Alcoa in a minute, 7.1% better. Tech bouncing back, it has been a big casualty recently, down 8 down, uh, or rather it was up 8.7%. Anglo up 7%, Glencore up 6%, Vale up 5%, Albemarle up 2.4%. So a pretty good bounce in all those resource stocks. It should make our market look quite attractive today going into the weekend and results season and CPI from the US. Here's the S&P 500. And as you can see, it is um, certainly uh, on a bit of a tear at the moment. So it's doing very, very well. And uh, those U.S. banks doing well as well. We had uh, J.P. Morgan up 2.5%, Citigroup up 1.7%, Goldman up 1.7%, Bank of America up 2.8%, and Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was up 5.6%. So it is possible today the 49 points on the SPY could be a little light on. We are going to see a big rally in some of those metal stocks, and we could see a rally in the banking sector as well. So just bear that in mind. Major stories last night. Uh, Fed hawks downplay recession fears. There's certainly a lot of downplaying of recession. Uh, The US obviously wants to slow the economy. The Fed wants to slow the economy rather than crash it. But as we know, landing on an aircraft carrier at night in the fog with a F-35 is not an easy task. Just ask Maverick. And we do see Australia and Chinese foreign ministers to meet at G20. 
uh, to reset ties perhaps and Nick Curios has made it into the final of Wimbledon so strange things do happen uh, the Bank of Japan likely to revise inflation and growth forecasts later this month as weaker yen and inflation force companies to pass on costs to consumers and investors are watching the RBNZ that's the Reserve Bank of New Zealand as they have been at first cab off the rank in many cases in terms of interest rate rises and a poll of analysts suggests US dollars remain strong for at least another quarter due to Fed tightening well of course that is certainly a possibility and most expensive stocks trading in a muted premium which could set up outperformance for a broader rally and copper route deepens well that's uh, not so much true after the last night's 4.4% uh, rise US rental markets showing early signs of cooling and gas futures down more than 22% since June the gas price in the US is down around 25% oh, 20 odd cents as well from its highs around 5 bucks it's now around 480 so that does help in terms of uh, consumers having more money in their pocket we've also seen mortgage rates in the US fall away as well which also helps uh, western allies float idea of 40 to 60 <laughs> this is a joke uh, 40 to 60 dollar US price cap on russian oil i'm not sure how they are going to do that and if it was so easy to put a price cap on anybody's oil why haven't they done that years ago? And oil has regained $100 a barrel, of course. And the UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson has finally stepped down. Some people call it the clown fall, but certainly it was an untenable position that he had given 40 ministers resigned in one day. Even the trade envoy to Morocco handed back the keys to his office. So that shows things are pretty bad when the trade minister to Morocco falls on his sword. So PM Johnson gone but uh, he's still lingering, unfortunately. Uh, China has announced a raft of measures to spur consumer demand for cars. It's also announced a raft of measures to enable uh, bond issuance by some regions and to turbocharge the economy. And the Shanghai daily COVID infections have doubled to the highest level since late May, and Beijing has issued vaccine mandates. This is extraordinary. For a country that has zero tolerance towards COVID. They've only just instigated the policy where you have to show a vaccine certificate to enter some premises and some businesses and some leisure activities. That seems extraordinary given their tough stance on uh, COVID and the lockdowns. But there you go. At some stage, the Chinese will come out with the uh, super duper vaccine. They will line up the 1.5 billion people and they will be compulsorily vaccinated and uh, China will be off to the races. What to expect today? Well, our market 49 points up on the SPY, so we would expect a strong day. It's Friday as well, and uh, the market does look as if it has bottomed, I have to say. Speaking to a fund manager last night in Sydney, a very old, well, not that old, I guess, uh, compared to me, uh, but a, a certainly very experienced fund manager was saying that he thought the market had bottomed. I said to him that my sign that the market had bottomed was when poor old Leighton had to do three screenshots of the 52-week lows in the newsletter end of day. If you look at last night's end of, uh, end of day and the lows there, it was a very modest list as opposed to the shopping list that we had seen uh, a few weeks ago. So it does appear as if, at least for the time being, we have seen the bottom, of course. We have our results season coming up in August and US results season. But expect a pretty good day today. I wouldn't be expected. I'll go out on a limb here. I wouldn't be expected to see 100 points up today. 
the New York Stock Exchange Fang Index gained 3%, and Bitcoin rode a wave of risk on momentum. It hit its highest level in more than a week. Over in the UK, up 1.1%, hardly a stellar performance considering Boris is gone, but at least it was positive. CAC up 1.6, DAX up 2, Stock 50 up 2. And the US GDP fell an estimated 1.6% in the first quarter. Now, everyone's talking about whether the US market will head into a recession. Well, many people in the US, many analysts and economists, think the US is already in a recession. So with that first quarter dropping around 1.6 and the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta, the GDP now figure that we put into the newsletter, uh, showing data falling off a cliff, it could be the US is already in recession. And one of the signs that the, uh, the market has bottomed is that when the actual economy hits, actually goes into recession. So uh, the market, of course, always looks forward. So that is something to bear in mind. Copper is the most exposed to an economic slowdown and prices could fall below $6,000 a tonne. In the coming months is the Bank of America's base case. Well, always good to hear gloomy outlook at the bottom of the market. 10-year yields, U.S., uh, 3%, Australia 3.46%, Germany 1.31%. So sneaking a little bit higher as we have seen that come under a lot of pressure because of the fears of a recession. Goldman Sachs says we are staying overweight China A&H. That's the kind of shares they buy because China appears to be well positioned in its growth, inflation and policy cycles versus the rest of the world. Well, China is stimulating. It doesn't have an inflation problem, uh, mainly because of COVID has um, kept everybody at home. But uh, certainly that could be the play at the moment, China coming out of that uh, long COVID winter. Natural gas in Europe notched up its longest stretch of daily gains in more than nine months. And this is interesting and significant. So uh, bear this in mind. A new Dutch group is in talks to buy the Alcoa Portland smelter. Now, Alcoa of Australia owns 55% of the smelter. And Alumina, which is AWC owns 40% of Alcoa of Australia. Now, we saw Alcoa up 7.1% on the news. Now, this will probably upset the federal government, which has poured a lot of money into that Portland smelter, but it could be that it goes to a Dutch group, and uh, I'm not sure where that leaves Illumina AWC, because they do own uh, 40%, but they are obviously in talks as well with the Dutchies. So, past the Dutchies. China has a chance to shake things up a little bit. Of course, we are seeing Penny Wong talking about uh, meeting the Chinese at uh, the next upcoming, I think it's G20. And uh, Anthony Albanese has promised to shirt front Vladimir Putin. Let's see how that one goes. But China has the chance to shake things up as two major players are retiring in the next two months. Two major political players are retiring. So there could be a bit of a reset in foreign policy and even domestic policy. And Bendigo in Adelaide is doubling down on margin lending after acquiring ANZ Investment Lending. It now has another $715 million worth of margin loans. And the chat around Regis continues in the Australian today. Maybe that another group is looking. Uh, Twiggy tried to pounce on 15% all or none a week or so ago, uh, but uh, was denied. He owns around 5%, but it may be that another group is looking for that one. Question of the day today, have we seen peak inflation? Certainly it does seem to be coming off in places. Uh, certainly all those soft commodities coming down, canola, palm oil, etc. Uh, we are obviously seeing higher energy prices in Europe and here as well. Energy Australia just raising uh, prices by an, around 
18.9%, the uh, the highest in Queensland. But have we seen peak inflation? Will things start to come off? Of course, the problem is that we have seen the peak, but we just have embedded high inflation, stubbornly high. So that will uh, be the focus of central banks, and we do get that US CPI next week. Well, that's it from me. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group as usual. Love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights there. And if you're listening to this on a podcast and you'd love to hear more from the Marcus Today team, you can head to the Marcus Strategy podcast, of course, and that's our fly-on-the-wall look at uh, our morning meeting. There's the On The Desk podcast with the team in Melbourne, and my On The Couch podcast. And this week I have sat down with a very fascinating and, I suspect, quite bearish, or certainly from his podcast, um, Julian McCormack from Platinum Asset Management. Now, before you will slash your wrists, I would urge you, to go and listen to the podcast. It is a balanced view and it is a longer term view, especially more internationally centric in terms of its outlook for the global economy and what bear markets do mean. So it's good to have a bit of balance in the argument as we are seeing potentially a bit of a market bottom here. So uh, I'd urge you to uh, have a listen to that. I have released that to the wild today. So please go and have a listen to that. Julian McCormack, fascinating guy and well worth listening to. It's quite a long podcast, but I think you'll enjoy it. That's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. May the trading gods be with you and have a great weekend.